Hi, I'm Kelvin. And I'm Jaime. And we want to welcome you to the party. A podcast featuring two no-drag-knowledge mouths sharing their unsolicited opinions. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. Hi, Jaime. How have you been? I've been good, Kelvin. How about you? I've been okay. Um, I didn't really do much today. I actually didn't do a lot yesterday. I did something yesterday, but I forgot what it was. Um, but it was something kind of important. I don't remember what it was. I don't know. Oh, it'll come to you. It's all come to me. Did you do anything today? I worked, um, mm-hmm. and then I came home, mm-hmm. and now we're doing this. Okay. Fun times. Kind of a slow day at work. That's good. But I didn't sleep last night, so... Uh, you didn't sleep I, last I was, night? No, I don't know. I was all, like, keyed up and just... Bing, bing, bing. Not keyed up. I think I use that, and I think that means on drugs, but I was just kind of, like... Like, that, just nervous energy buzzing around the apartment. I don't know. I couldn't really sleep. That's crazy. So I went for a walk at 7.30, and then I went into work and made coffee for everyone before they got in, and then just kind of drank like four Red Bull and powered through the day. Okay. You took a walk? Yeah. You walk often? No. <laughs> I walk places because I live downtown. So I walk most places I go, but I'm not mm. like a, like a, what would you call that? Like a recreational walker? Mm-hmm. You know, you like, go oh, let's go for a walk. Not really. Are there like a lot of like restaurants you walk to? So, yeah, the part of town I live in is, like, it's part of downtown. It's, like, the kind of, like, trendy, hipstery kind of part of town. I live on the very edge of it, the cheap edge of it. Oh, the cheap cheap edge part, the cheap edge of the, like, uh, trendy part of town. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know. I can walk to, like, most of the nice restaurants in the area music hall which is you know a big music venue a bunch of bars and stuff like that there's a big dog park sure a casino the soccer stadium all kinds of stuff the new soccer stadium the new soccer stadium not the old soccer stadium (laughs) i am very familiar with cincinnati history it's the queen city the queen city with the troll king oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) so let's get into it we we're on to another season of rupaul's drag race season 14 season 14 14 seasons i don't know if i know this about you are you like an og did have you been watching like from the beginning or did you pick it up later i picked it up later i picked it up in my mid-20s um as did i (laughs) true and well it came out for me when i was in it came up for me. I refuse to hear this. The first year was 2009, so I was in ninth grade. So I yeah. was well graduated. I was what, 21? Well, um, no, I don't think I had, no, I had Logo, but I only watched Logo for like the like the late night movies where like mm-hmm. two boys with kids. <laughs> and I think I remember like, I remember like seeing like commercials about RuPaul's Drag. I actually don't remember seeing the first thing I remember seeing about RuPaul was Alaska, but I didn't know like what that was or like what that meant. I just like kept hearing the name Alaska, 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 Alaska. 
So that was like the first time I like it consciously seeped into my into my life. But I didn't start watching until I was like 20. What season? Three. So I was introduced to it the season of Sasha Valor's win. So Sasha Valor had just won. Nine? Mm-hmm. So Sasha Valor had just won, and my friend had told me about it after that finale. So then my first season fully was season 10 with, um, with like, Monet Exchange. You've only been watching Drag Race for four years? Yeah. God, that's crazy. I'm a crazy girl. Yes, it is crazy. No, I'm a very late bloomer for Drag yeah. Race. Yeah. I started, like, episode one, season one, episode one. Oh, really? Yes, but I was also, like, an adult who was, like, out clubbing and going to drag yeah, shows at the yeah, time. Just, so it was, yeah. it was kind of like, you know, yeah, you like, just oh, my God, that. drag on TV. That's amazing. That's and cool. it was RuPaul from uh, the Brady Bunch movie, which is the only thing I knew RuPaul from at the time. Yeah, RuPaul. I don't, I don't know anything about RuPaul. I didn't know anything about RuPaul when I first... Yeah, I'd never seen him in anything or knew he did anything aside from Drag Race or what Drag Race was. Crazy. Um, crazy. That is crazy. What a difference. Just a couple of years age difference between us makes. Just a few. Yeah, like a couple. Like eight, 18 months. Mm, like eight years, but um, sure. Uh, so, <laughs> so we are on season 14. We're on season 14. We're on season 14 of RuPaul's Drag Race, and we have a whole new group of chicken heads. Yes, we do. And, <laughs> and, a, split, and a, a split premiere. And a split premiere. You are, How do you, you feel are, about split premieres? Mm, I'm okay on them. I don't think we need to have them again for a while. For a while. For, we just had one last year. Or last season, which was also... Well, last year, technically, but a couple months ago, we just had the same thing. So I think we could do without them for several seasons. I see. And then before the one on season 13, there wasn't one for what? Since season eight? Was eight a split? Whichever one. Six was a split. Eight was eight was when they did the 100th queen. Oh, because Derek Barry was the 100th. You're right. You're right. You're right. So then, yeah. It's Still six, going out to dinner on that story. What was it? I was the 100th queen. Oh, true, true, true. I was the 100th queen in RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, so if six was the last one that they did, a split, and they just did one last year, or last season, mm-hmm. then, yeah, we don't need one for several years. I kind of like them. I like being able to get to know the girls a little bit more. Thank yeah, guys. I know you're, you're not big on backstory. No, it's not even big on... It's that if we're going... And I, I wrote a whole soliloquy about this, but just in terms of getting to know the queens, um, for that particular thing, it's like, well, we're getting to know the queens, you know, as much as we're getting to know them. And say, for instance, for the queen who goes home first, the amount of screen time she got would have been the amount of screen time she got, even if she was there for only one episode and not a split premiere. So it's mm-hmm. kind of like, are we really getting any value? I mean, I guess we are, but it's like, it's all the same stuff. Yeah. We're just getting to know people faster, I guess. Yeah. It, not it, better. It, not better. It's like faster. It just accelerates. We're focusing it, yeah. on seven at a time. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Um, 
But at any rate, so this is the first part of the, it's called the big opening number one. Mm-hmm. So in the big opening number one, we have our first group of seven queens. And our first queen is Alyssa Hunter. Alyssa Hunter. Now I wrote down all of their entrance lines. Did you want to dissect them? Yeah, I, I wrote down all of them except oh, for this. Oh, why not? I literally started at Bosco, but I was too lazy to go backwards. <laughs> you are the worst. I was like, I'm not going backwards. <laughs> she said, I think she said, Ola, I hope you guys are ready to be slayed because it's hunting season, bitches. Mm, yeah. I mean, typical it's line. Fine. It made sense with what she was wearing because she kind of had like a little archer. Couldn't mm-hmm. figure out if it was like supposed to be Sagittarius for um, the Zodiac because Sagittarius is like an archer mm-hmm. or if it was supposed to, I don't know, if it was supposed to be something else, but I liked it. It did give me very Shakira, the hair for me. Well, yeah, blonde and, and kind of like mm-hmm. tussled like that. Yeah, very free and wild. I liked it. I look for me the bow. If it was just a little bit more functional, it would have sold it for me because okay. it was very like a toy bow with a toy arrow. And she was like, yes. "Ooh, hunted!" If she like actually pulled it back, I was like, "Okay, work." Or if it was like a bit bigger, you know. If it was Sometimes, just a bit like bigger. yeah, it it could come. It came off a little dinky. Mm-hmm. Very handsome as a boy. Very handsome as for a me, gentleman. Also for me, for me as well. Also very attractive. Um, I like that she said she won the four most important pageants in Puerto Rico, but then didn't name any of them. True. I mean, I mean, I'm, I would have been like, I won the Miss Da Da Da, the you know Miss This, and the you know the four most important ones. True. Whatever, whatever at large. Blah blah. You know, Watch I don't know whatever that's called. Um, yes, for sure. What? what? At large means that you're plus size. It does? Yes. Oh. That's um, a weird that's a weird way to say that. Because at large, if you're talking about like if someone's at large, it just means they're active. Like the criminal is at large, it means the criminal is still active. I just thought it meant whoever was holding the title at the moment. No, it's for plus size girls. My bad. I'm um, telling people they're at large. Yes, I would suggest that. I would suggest you stop telling people they're at large. Uh, so up next we have Bosco. Bosco. They said, okay, let's get out there and make a difference. I thought it was funny. It was like the inflection of it that I thought was funny. You and Alyssa were not amused. Me and Alyssa were very much of one mind. Uh, mm. Not amused. It was very like, I'm going to say a witty thing, but like, I'm in on the joke as well. Wink, wink. I'm like, okay, we get it, girl. We get it, girl. We get it. We <laughs> know. Why, we get it. That's why I thought it was funny. You're the alternative girl, which she said uh, several times during her. She intros. did. I do remember that from the Meet the Queens that I was a little, I didn't particularly like that. She did also do the thing where it's like, I'm not just a blank, blank, blank. I'm the blank, blank, blank. That's what, she, that's what that's just, she said. She said, I'm not the only skanky alternative queen from, from Seattle. Seattle. I'm the skanky alternative. I was like, oh. I thought that was you. It's like, girl, no, I'm not alternative. But at any rate, um, but I am skanky. So there was a, there was a joke. There was a joke. I picked um, up on it. 
Thank you. Thank you, BB. <laughs> I actually did love her outfit. I loved it. I loved the polka dot with where the dress cut off perfectly at the shin, like mm-hmm. right there, that perfect length. I like the white shoe with the black and white polka dot. I did like the horns this one time. I did like the horns with this look. Okay. It did look very nice. Um, and you can obviously tell what she's going for. Obviously tell what she's going for. Yeah, you can tell good. there's like, there's an aesthetic. There's like a, almost like a time period reference that she's pulling from with the silhouettes um, and like the patterns and stuff. It's very, I don't know what that is, but I can picture it in my head. If it's like 50s, maybe. Yeah, maybe like 50s, like, like Betty Boop villain with horns. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. No, I definitely think that for for Bosco, she was on the, I don't know what it's called, but like, you know, like chaotic good, neutral evil, chaotic evil, neutral good, like that type of scale. It's just, I, called, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's definitely chaotic evil. The alignment. Definitely. The alignment scale. The alignment scale. She's definitely yeah. chaotic evil. Or that's her aesthetic is definitely chaotic evil. Um, I still don't trust her. <laughs> no, not <laughs> I still yet. Don't trust her. No, not yet. Uh, she did. She honestly did grow on me this episode, but still don't trust anything that comes out of her mouth. She <laughs> is also the demon queen of Seattle, which mm-hmm. she is a Seattle queen. So, doesn't she say later she's the first one in eight years? Yeah, because the last one was Dela. No, yep. yeah, it was Bendela Creme. So, on a regular season, obviously, big Robbie. For what about Robbie? Robbie is a New Yorker. Robbie Turner. Yeah, Robbie's a New Yorker. Robbie Turner's from New York? No way. Yeah. Robbie Turner's from Seattle. No, is she? I thought that's yes. why like, her and Bob were close, because they were both from New York. No, they were both on the same season. Yeah, but like when they like met, I thought they knew each other. Mm-mm. No, Robbie... No, I think you're right. Robbie Turner might have... It, it was a Seattle queen. Maybe they maybe they're like not allowed to talk about Robbie Turner on the show. Maybe that's why they didn't say that. Um, well, luckily you'll be on season fifteen, so Seattle yes, can be a. I'm so excited to be on season fifteen of RuPaul's Working Queen. Yes, God, <laughs> emotional support to teenagers race. Um, at any rate, so up next we have Cornbread. And she said, is you hungry? Because, bitch, I'm baked. (laughs) Cute line. I thought it was Um, cute. Makes sense with her name. Cornbread, you bake cornbread. She's baked, which I'm sure you can relate to. And and yeah, she looks good. I like this dress. I loved the silhouette. The cinch was perfect. I love the Cheeto puffs in the hair, obviously. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, she's already showing personality. One girl, like, yeah, one hundred. Yes, well, perfect, perfect, perfect. Really, really, really liked her, mm-hmm. and I think she's really funny. Yeah, she's she's definitely. I and I, I didn't want to like give her too much. I'm, not, I'm saying I don't want to give her, but if I wrote on every one liner she said, I would have double the amount of things here. Absolutely. Bitch, I'm not this fat. Don't adjust your TV. I'm just here trying to eat of your craft services. It's like you can't even keep up. You can't keep up. And they all hit perfectly. Oh, yeah. 100%. Not to be like to compare people too much, but I was kind of thinking about this today. I feel like this is kind of like like cornbread is like 
I think how Silky wanted to be, but I think Silky kind of came on wanting to be a TV character. And at least from the first episode and from the Meet the Queens, Cornbread is coming off a little bit more just like a funny person who's being themselves. Very, um, very. And on Twitter as well, you can see that people are liking it a lot more. Very. People very, love Cornbread. Very what you ordered versus what like what showed up at the door. Mm-hmm. Very that. But let's also remember the same exact thing happened to Silky because everyone lived for Silky during the Meet the Queens. They did. They went the fuck up for Silky whenever they could after the Meet the Queens. But as soon as she set foot on that fucking episode one, it was a wrap. So I don't think that's going to happen to Cornbread, but it would be very interesting to see if that dichotomy was, oh, we got a taste of Cornbread. We love her. But... Well, Cornbread didn't lift up the guest judge um, Cornbread in this did episode. Not, did not lift up Lizzo, which, I mean, would have been an amazing feat. I would but, love to see. Yes, I would love to see. So, up next we have Willow Pill. That's going to be problematic for me this season, I don't like way. it. <laughs> I don't like it. That's not what the name is supposed to be, right? Like, it's Honest, not supposed to be a play on Little Pill, right? That's just a Rue thing. I think it might be a Rue thing, but honestly, the more we said, the more I was like, is, is it, it supposed to be? And I don't know. I don't know if she said it in her meet the quiz. I wasn't thinking just her. But, um... I you know what I found out online? So. That what the fandom calls that? What is that? A name yodel. Like, you know how Rue will, like, pick up a couple people a season and do, like, Magnolia Crawford? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The fandom calls that a name yodel. And I didn't think I needed any more reasons to dislike our fandom, but... Yeah, that doesn't... Oh, I mean, whatever works for, for you and your fantasy that works with a name yodel, I would not say. Um, she says, where am I? Where am I? <laughs> I thought that was funny, too. You're not, get, you're not getting the like inflection right in the way that the people say it. And I think that's what's making it funnier. But the thing is like the inflection is cool, but like also like, I, I understand the joke. I understand the joke. I understand the joke with this. I understand the joke with Bosco, but it just isn't. I guess I'd funny. rather have someone take a risk with a joke and do something that's a little like left of center. than come in and be like Tweedledee. Tweedledum, I'm the queen who's gonna ba ba ba. You know what I mean? And come up uh-huh. with like a freaking couplet, like a quatrain. I don't. That's that's. But also, much. if a queen came in and said Tweedledee Tweedledum, I would go the fuck up. Like I would go. No, up, no, be, no. Yes, I would. Because <laughs> I'll be ridiculous and absurd. But this is a big. Uh, this is ridiculous and absurd. Where am I? But it, like, because it's like with the character as well. The like. Now I will say or, with. The character, I knew this girl. She's a girl boss. She gatekeeps. She yassifies. I know this girl. I yeah. know this girl. Um, so maybe it makes sense with the, with the character, but Alyssa Hunter is very opinionated. She says, I think she's on the wrong show. I was like, oh, God. Well, fuck. Yeah, this is the beginning of, like, I'm starting to get annoyed with, like, this i even tweeted like this story of the oddball that people don't get it's like come on yeah and everyone was like uh coming for her the look overall the glasses falling off the, the shoe, sandals the flip-flop yeah 
um, a cornbread was like foam platform wedge sandal, <laughs> which honestly worked. I, I do love that. I um, thought it was hilarious. Again, it's it's like it's supposed to be bad. It's supposed to be ridiculous. Yes, it's supposed to be very like 2005s, like on your beach yacht with your dad, like 100. percent What um, decade is that in? This is this is this is mid to early aughts, mama. This Thank is you. mid to early aughts, it mama. It's, yes, it is. This is this is the height of fashion. This is definitely the Vander Hilts from White Chicks Couture 100. <laughs> um. She hasn't been in drag in over a year because of COVID, which is relatable. Everyone's like, you haven't been in drag in over a year because of COVID? What? Everyone's like, yeah, she just didn't want to do virtual drag shows, so she didn't do anything. Yeah. Like, that wasn't... That makes uh, me think that she probably has some sort of, has some sort of, like, gainful employment outside of drag. Or that, exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, there's plenty other things that you could be doing aside from drag. Like, not saying that, like, that isn't what you should be doing if you're a drag queen. But I mean, bitches gotta live and bitches gotta it's eat. And exactly. ain't nobody trying to do, especially if you're a local girl, not to cast this version. And so if you're a local girl that can't pull in a huge virtual crowd, like, bitch, I'm gonna go work at Kroger. I'm not. Absolutely. I'm not fucking around with virtual drag, which I mean, good for her. She made it on, so that's all that matters. Up next, we have Carrie Colby. Carrie Colby. And Carrie said, I only have one thing to say. Every kiss begins with K. Yes, it does. It does. It's also trademarked. <laughs> it it is. Um, it is very trademarked, which I don't know how they got away with that licensing, but <laughs> the outfit looks nice. I mean, trans pride, trans colors. I mm-hmm. love the hair. And the eye was the blue and the pink. It mm-hmm. was all very, very nice. It looked great. It was beautiful. It was elegant. Mm-hmm. I have kind of noticed, I think that she is very into more real looking hair styles and uh, shapes and volumes than, you know, maybe more drag styles. Like I've, all of her wigs in this episode were very, I don't want to say flat, but you know what I mean? They were. They were not pumped up oh. dragified wigs. They were they were real looking. You know what I mean? It was human hair. It was human hair. Yeah. It was human hair, flat, like to the scalp, natural looking mm-hmm. wigs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. I think that that's maybe, and that's, if I, and I, this is me speaking completely from someone that is not from this experience, I would say if you are a trans woman of a certain experience, maybe you want to give off the vibe of a more of a lady what a lady mm-hmm. would typically look like and typically ladies don't have volumized style like that but, 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 but type of hair so maybe her experience just led her there i mean i don't yeah. know i'm also not uh she looks I, amazing i wasn't she, like no. i wasn't i wasn't oh my Ooh. gosh scoonsy get oh down oh my god like i just like jumped up on here like rocked my world I saw um, that. We're on a video chat. He's Louise. I was saying it for the listeners, but thank you, Jaime. Um, thank you, Jaime. Um, but yeah, no. And and I'm not, not saying she doesn't look bad, but I mean, she looks she looks good. And I think that she's going to, I don't think human hair is going to go away anytime soon. Um, but also one thing I did know is her dress was good, but it wasn't utility. And this is what I say for that is that the girls have forgotten that back in the day, 
on Drag Race, the first episode, you're getting water dumped on you. You're mm-hmm. getting tar and feathered. You're getting a photo shoot in a wind tunnel. You're getting blah, 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 blah. So she looked good, fierce. But like when it came to the challenge, Mama, the dress was your inter- inner saboteur. Well, it like, hasn't happened that they haven't done a photo shoot. In they haven't years. done it. Correct. But I I can feel some of the girls like, I don't, they, they, they haven't done it for the past five years, but bitch, I'm going to look. I'm going to, I'm going to be utility. I'm going to have utility. Like if I look at everyone else, Bosco, very sensible. Alyssa, very sensible. Cornbread, a dress, very sensible. Willow, literally sensible by the definition of the word. And everyone else is like, but if you're in like a a floor length gown with like chiffon, all these things, like if you have to give, if you have to give a challenge, which you did, and obviously worked on her favorite as we're going to see later, but from the editing and what they said, I was like, oh God, not the Uh-oh. dress is coming to, not the dress is coming back from the grave to get you. <laughs> also in the confessional, she's giving very Carrie Hilson vibes, very yes. blunt bob middle part. She's also giving me someone else and I cannot remember who it is, but it's very a bob type of girl. Very bob. This and- haircut for some reason was very, very popular at my high school. Really? Like during the time, yes. A lot of, like, Black girls had just, like, a middle part, like, kind of bob, kind of down to the uh, jaw. What year was this? Mid-early aughts. <laughs> so that would have been around... 2006 is when I graduated. 2006. I'm trying to think of, like, who the who the girl was at that time. Like, who the main girls were. I think Beyonce... Um, yeah, always Beyonce. I think uh, I'm trying to even remember. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, that makes sense. Early, early 2000s girls. They did like the they did like the bomb. So up next we had Miss June Jambalaya. June Jambalaya, and she said, "Grab a forks, ladies. Jambalaya is served." Like there was, yeah, uh, yeah, it was very okay. It was literally okay, (laughs) (laughs) and everyone was like, "Oh!" And and Parma was like, "That's June," and I was like, "And and I was like, okay, and uh, I didn't get anything from this. She didn't really." give anything else she did like a couple poses but yeah she did some smolder is what she did into the camera she did that she that is exactly what she did she gave us a little bit of a little bit of heat and the outfit looked okay it gave me very even though cornbread said that she likes to do labels and she's a label whore she's a label regardless if it fits or not which is (laughs) such a read and I think even June said that she's wearing something. And I don't know if it's a big designer, but this gave me very, like, for me, Auntie had a cookout and, like, a katsu. Like, that's a very, it's a very specific reference. But, like, I didn't get, fa- like, I didn't get. I didn't get a lot of fashion from it either. I didn't yeah. recognize the designer. Not that I know a lot, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I didn't recognize the designer that she said. But when she walked in, I was just like, am I missing something or, like, is that it? Is this a reference? Yeah. Is it a moment? Is it is it something that I just don't have access to that, you know, that reference? Or is mm-hmm. this just... And then, like, was the bodysuit... Obviously, it's not a nude illusion, but it was, like, kind of just, like, a weird color. 
because it is a nude and then it was cut so low in the front that it almost looked like it was like Mm -hmm. yeah like another type of outfit i mean boob coming out i didn't mind the color of the underneath kind of like turtleneck i was more like why is it cut so low like it's cut really low really really weirdly low what the hell but i mean she looked okay she looks all right she didn't have the the bodysuit underneath it Mm would have been titties titties out yeah now let me say out of this group of queens for me her makeup is my favorite the the b is so yes everything that we said about the bottom part scratch it and change it completely for the top part because her face is beautiful it's so beautiful and it's so it's shaped perfectly. It's a rounder face, but mm-hmm. like she does everything proportion. It looks so good. And anyway, up next we have is wait. I have one more question. Oh, okay. Who is Phaedra Parks? Is it a housewife? Is she a housewife? This is actually something I want to mention for for next week with Maddie uh, Morphosis. I literally want for him to not know any gay references. I think that would be so funny to me. Like. To be like, someone's like, oh, you're giving Nene Leaks. And Mike's like, who's Nene Leaks? Like, <laughs> that would be everything for me. And that's literally what you just gave me. Yes, Phaedra Parks is a housewife. She's a housewife. Okay. She actually was a housewife, but she's an, she's an, she's, she's an icon. She's, she's iconic. Moved on. Okay. She's, yeah, she's moved on, but she's iconic uh, Atlanta housewife. I see. And up next, we have Orion's Story. Who says, and as I was about to read this <laughs> bullshit, my notes logged themselves out. So that's exactly an indication of what, of the ridiculousness of this, that this entrance paragraph was. Well, here, while you're opening it up, I'll make the noise. Just kidding. Oh, I was fully, okay, I was fully waiting. Uh, we, ha- we have a squeal or a screech of some kind. And then we have... Hello, RuPaul. We've been trying to reach you regarding your car's extended warranty. Oh, perfect. Well, then I just have one more question for you. Are you ready, Boots? Again, it's, I don't know. It was, it was different. You lived? I didn't live, but I thought it was funny. Did you not see the clip where, do you remember a couple seasons ago where RuPaul got gets the call on the main stage and she's like freaking out on the phone. Mm-hmm. They like smushed these two up together. It was kind of funny. Oh, really? Made, That's like, scary actually iconic. Yeah. That is iconic. That is iconic. I mean, if, if I forget like what it was, but like if, if it could have like worked more into that, like what RuPaul heard on the phone that day, like versus now, like that would have been funny. But this, it was just, it was too long. It was, it was pretty long. It was a specific type of thing. It was attempting to be funny with the inflection included, which the inflection was very telling a story, but it just wasn't, it was just weird. They put a lot of the thinking queens on this episode. This is a very cerebral group of girls. Yeah. You have Bosco, Willow, Orion. They're very like in your head type of queens. Now, what I will say about this Everything I just said about that dookie opening paragraph, I will flip it for this look because, Mama, I love this look. Amazing. Loved this look. It was cute. It was pinup. It was 50s housewife, like, with her hair up about to, like, you know, go to the beach. It was... I loved the peace signs on the nipple, like, all the areola yes. with the peace signs. 
I've noticed something, and this is something with the Midwestern girls. They love a period. James Mansfield, Trixie Mattel, they will like always take it back to like another era, which I think is so interesting to me, the Midwestern girls. Um, one thing I did not like was the nail glove. I think if she just had a fierce red nail, it could have gloves. It. Nail gloves are hearken to such a specific like Mm-hmm. nine months to a year in drag history mm-hmm. and outside of that it's so cringe if you see Trixie when she gets crowned for All Stars 3 she's wearing them and it just looks so ridiculous because she's crying and pointing at the TV with this like Muppet hand with like you know, a lion she's paw just, like, she's just literally like, <laughs> but it's like a Muppet you know it's just it's yeah, ridiculous it's not good yeah <laughs> but no, and she I, made and, and Orion made everything which is, was a nice little thing too she said I made everything I'm wearing her face looks really good. I love her makeup in this, like 100%. Uh, she has those, like, sleepy bedroom eyes. She has a sleepy bedroom eyes, and she looks... Someone made a Lana Del Rey reference, obviously. Very much. Uh, that, yeah. Very Lana Del Rey, even with the era, like the like the 60s, like, driving with a gangster. Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, like Hollywood kind of very vibe. that tea. Out of drag, looks like a cartoon character. Um, Absolutely. Definitely looks like a character from it's, Recess. Got like a bowl cut and a mullet. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, <laughs> it's very odd. Um, but no, very funny. So the alarm goes off. Yeah, that's them. That's the seven. That's the seven. The, the unholy seven. The alarm goes off immediately. The girls know it's a split premiere. Immediately. Which it's like, do you think, I don't know. Do you think they don't tell them that before they go in? I don't think they tell them anything for like honestly. Sometimes I wonder how much of like um reality TV actually is a surprise and then how much because it's a job and there's like stuff that's going on, like how much they're briefed going into mm-hmm. the day of like this is what your day looks like. What I've heard, and I forget who said this, I forget it was somebody who said this, but they said one of the queens on your first season of drag race, not all stars, on your first season of like Drag Race, you are the lowest of the low. It's the host, the production team, the production assistants, and the queens. Like, they don't get... Not saying they don't give a shit about the queens, but they don't, like, divulge anything to the queens. Like, they divulge when Mm. they have to. But, like, literally in the hierarchy of, like... In the hierarchy of Maslow's uh, needs, they're at the bottom. They're at the very bottom. So, do I think they knew? No, but I think that they're smart enough to have seen literally the last season where it was also split premiere and be like, oh, there's only seven girls when there's typically 12 or 13. That means that... They definitely didn't do the, what? What is going on? There are yeah. only seven of us. You know what which, I mean? Which for last year, it made sense because they hadn't done that for like they six done years. It a long time, yeah. So... For them, they just saw this six months ago on the TV, and now six months later, like it's the same thing. So it's like they probably think it's gonna be another pork chop loading type of situation. Someone like goes within, they stay, but then um, they are very self aware, which I hate because it kind of takes away from like the fun of it from for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but speaking of the pork chop loading bay, RuPaul makes it very clear someone is going home. Oh yeah, someone is going home this episode. In the time that I could tweet. Please, for the love of God, tell me we're not going to have to wait until episode four mm-hmm. for an elimination. Send. And I was like, well, deleting that. Thank God. Literally, RuPaul was like, hello, hello. Someone's going home today. One of you hoes better be ready to pack your fucking bags. 
literally and i was like oh okay well that is which is amazing because last year was too it was too much there were no stakes it was too much yeah the stakes were super like season 13 was 29 episodes long do you know that you could have, if you wouldn't have laughed, I would have believed you. I know. I literally would have believed you. I know. <laughs> because, like, I was in my mind, I was like, that's a bit high. But then I was like, but they did have the four episodes. Of big, I'm like trying to math. <laughs> I'm trying to do math. Uh, but no, they, the RuPaul makes it very clear someone's going home. Everyone's like, what? Someone's going home, which is like, that's typically what happens. That's typically. How it works. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that is, there's no such thing as free lunch. There's someone is going home. So, RuPaul announces the mini challenge. It's a photo shoot challenge. And that's the first time in a long time, too. It is the first time in a long time they've had a wacky, a wacky kind of crazy photo, like um or initial initial challenge. Was there anything that stood out to you in the in the mini challenge? Um I thought it was funny that they used the um, what did they call that? The the Wheel of Fate. I'm getting out. I'm trying to find it. The the winner's wheel. Oh, come on, come on, come on. Grand finale lip sync smackdown crown for the crown wheel. That's not what they call it. Yeah. Grand finale lip sync smackdown for the crown wheel. Oh, my God. That's the longest name in history. <laughs> Talk about branding. Um, yeah, that is very interesting that they use that, and it's also very interesting that it was obviously motorized in the back, so that feeds the conspiracy theory that the wheel is just for a show, and they know mm-hmm. exactly who they're going to pick, which that isn't a hard conspiracy to sell people on, because literally, I mean... It makes pa- sense. It makes sense, and the parents are always like, one girl who can lip sync versus one who can't, or like... One that was really close friends with the other. What's going to happen? It's like, girl, yes. just they like literally. I don't just doing things for produ- like producing things for production sake. It's like, girl, RuPaul, just j- just say who's going to go. Like, just tell us who's going to go. Like, we don't need all the theatrics. Exactly. Um, I would have been barfing after one spin around. I I can't do spins. Really. Mm-mm-mm. Mm. I'm not good with uh, like stuff like that. Okay. Uh, like roller coasters that go upside down. I'm mm-hmm. yakking. You're Even yakking? like if I spin around three times, I might yak. I have very bad equilibrium, I guess. Mm-hmm. You got good balance? I guess, yeah. Hmm. Was there anything else in the million challenge that stood, stood out to you? I don't think so. Mm. It was pretty basic. Um, it was a new photographer, which I was kind of like, I thought it would have been cool if they had Mike Ruiz because he like did them every year for them. It's like, what is Mike Ruiz up to? Have you seen Mike Ruiz lately? Uh-uh. Daddy. 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 He was a daddy back then. But that... <clears throat> Grandpapa? Grandpapi. Grandpapi. Let's see. Oh my god, he is so at any rate. At any rate. So I did love seeing the pit crew again because I don't think we saw them in UK this year. I don't think so. We did pretty infrequently because I remember someone, some Twitter person being like, 
can we finally get more representation for the pit crew if we're going to allow a lesbian, you know, on to drag race? Shouldn't we have pit crew that like Victoria Scott would want to see? Oh, so it's kind of like okay. So I know we saw them at least a couple of times during UK. Okay, because people were mentioning like you know. Interesting. Poor, poor, poor Victoria. She's around all of these, like, you know, she's around 13 other, like, horny gay men slobbering mm-hmm. over the pit crew, and she's kind of over here, like... Well, she works around gay men all the time, so it's something new to her. At any rate, right. um, I would I would gag if, if there was um, a, a female pit crew member. That would honestly, mm-hmm. like, be iconic, honestly. It really um, would. So you know that she'd be hot. She'd be a hot... Ooh, ooh. Yes, or like that one chef that I told you about, Chef Melissa. Whatever that I told you about. Well, you post her and you post her in your story, and I was like, "Who is this?" Chef Melissa King. I love her. She's my top chef all star. Well, Melissa, if you you ever, ever, ever listen to this, Melissa, we love you. I love you. Be our guest. Come on our pod. <laughs> Come on, my friend. Um, oh my god! At any rate, at any rate, Carrie wins. Carrie wins, and honestly, by the editing, I didn't catch that because the gown was all over her face. She wasn't mm-hmm. able to get her hair correct. So I mean, she wins. But the picture they got came the out. Shot. They, get, they they did get the shot, which is good for her. They announced the main challenge, which is a talent show, which is very interesting because typically the ta- the challenge show is for all-star seasons. That's mm-hmm. the all-star season first episode is a talent show. So I thought it was very interesting that they were translating that to the this format of a regular season i mean if the all-stars talent show is supposed to serve as like a way to reintroduce yourself to the world after you know your first time on drag race then you go away and you grow a little bit then you reintroduce what you're doing now kind of makes sense that like on a mainline season a talent show could just be like a way to you know Mm -hmm. to show the world kind of what you do Mm -hmm. which really works for some people in this episode and then as we'll see for others it's kind of a wasted opportunity. Yeah, it's very hokey pokey. You know, I can see that. And, you know, I, I, I definitely understand that if it is a way to in, reintroduce, it could also be a way to introduce. So I think it's sense. a lot cooler than um, dress up like your hometown. Tea. Yeah, <laughs> or like or like a ball. It's, well, especially because in the United States, after 14 seasons, most cities, the only city that we weren't going to be able, that we wouldn't have hadn't seen before was wherever Orion is from in Michigan. Grand Rapids. Grand Rapids. Which she could have dressed up as a big rapid. I don't know. So, (laughs) Grand Rapids, Michigan. Um, Yeah, no. Yeah, I can see that, but I think it's very interesting. And I I was very excited to see these hoes jump around for their talents. And after that is announced, the girls, the drag, Mm-hmm. And everyone is obsessed with Alyssa, obviously. Understandable. Which, I mean, she knows it. She's walking around. What's up, guys? What's up, guys? What's up? It's girl, me. you know. You know what you're doing, girl. Don't even. <laughs> don't even come around. Don't come around me, you know. Get away. Yeah. yeah Get yeah. away from me. Terrorizing <laughs> me. She was terrorizing everyone and she loved it. Everybody. So this is what Willow said. 
Willa D. Dragon, she said everyone underestimates her for being young or because she looks young. Mm-hmm. She's 26 years old, mid to late 20s. Definitely not young by any stretch of the imagination. But I don't understand the concept of underestimating someone because they're young. Because as we've literally seen the entire couple years of Drag Race, we have winners who are very young. Mm-hmm. Aquaria, Lauren Chaney, who was like 21. Demon Twink. Who was literally 19 years old and won an entire season. So I don't understand the concept of like, they're going to underestimate me because I'm young. But for what? When young people win, have been winning consistently. I mean, I think that, I don't know. It's kind of, it's still kind of a newer thing. I think that there's like a, it's the lack of experience, I think is what it boils down to. Or a a perceived lack of experience. Yeah. But as we've seen, sometimes you are just, you can start off ahead of people maybe who have been Mm -hmm. doing it for a while. Yeah. There is some like innate talent, innate things like taste level that, you know, some people don't have sometimes or construction ability or, you know, things like that. Literally. And I think it's very interesting to see the the shift in drag race because for a very long time, it was the opposite. It's like, Oh, you're old, you're grandma, like to the older Queens. And Mm -hmm. now it's kind of like flip to be like, Oh, well you're young. So you're like, you like don't know anything, but before it used to be like, like literally when, the first thing Candy Ho said to Tempest Azure is, how old are you? Like, how literally. You? Yeah. So, things like that where it's, like, it used to be very, like, oh, I feel like I'm, you know, surrounded by kids. And, like, everyone's, like, looking up at you, like, oh, but you're old. And now everyone's, like, looking down at you, like, oh, you're young. So, it's it's really weird how things like that shift things around. flip around like that, yeah. Yeah, good old flip fuck. At any rate, we have <laughs> the girls talking about their talent and cornbread says that she's going to be eating hot dogs and in the background she said i'm not really gonna be eating hot dogs i'm gonna be doing my original song but i didn't hear that when she first said it so in my mind i thought she was literally you thought she was doing it the whole time i literally thought she's gonna be doing hot dogs i would have lived for that too i would have if it would have been hilarious even if she didn't finish all of them which i mean would have been immaterial but even if she spent 60 seconds eating hot dogs that would have been hilarious yes it would have been amazing camping it up being funny about it camping it jokes, drinking the because you know they have to like chug the water like gatorade or whatever yeah yeah, Yeah. the the liquid (laughs) uh carrie's doing jump rope and or, or RuPaul comes back at this point and he starts talking with the girls on a one-on-one what they're going to be doing. He Some of them. Care. Yeah, not all of them. He's like, Which girl, is weird. I mean, he's like, girl, I don't give a fuck about weird. <laughs> he comes up to Carrie or Carrie comes up to him and he's, she tells him that he, she's going to be doing jump rope because that's what she used to do. It's a talent of hers. When she was like in elementary school, she went to like state or national sport, XYZ. And RuPaul asks her about her, where she's from, and she says, oh, I'm from Texas. RuPaul says, oh, you don't have an accent. She said, yeah, my mom didn't really like me to have the accent. She, like, made it very clear that, like, to, like, speak with that accent. And RuPaul says, wow, your mom sounds like a taskmaster. Are you still friends with her? Okay. Jesus Christ. What is... RuPaul has no shame in these questions today. It's literally tactless. Like, there's no, there's no, like... 
That is the word I was looking for yesterday. I said shameless and I meant, I think I was thinking of tactless. It, it has zero tact. Like it doesn't like, oh, that really sounds, are you and your mom so close? Like do you, no, are you still friends with her? She sounded like she was really mean to you. Like, oh, like, wow, RuPaul. But RuPaul also does ask questions in like a more roundabout way. Cause RuPaul will ask about people's parents too. Mm-hmm. And say, are your parents still together and if the person says yes then RuPaul will say do they like each other because that does you know that Mm -hmm. informs (laughs) the next the relationship yeah Mm -hmm. yeah people's parents can be together and fucking sleeping in separate rooms yeah but I mean it because I remember that that last in the UK when he when he asked I was like but if they just said they're together I mean and on national television they're gonna say yeah but they've been on the rocks for years they don't sleep together they Barely like well, no, there. but like that's that's an interviewer. You gotta, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I gotta ask those hard questions. I guess so. Uh, it's called tra- it's called trauma mining, so he can use it against him later <laughs> in a moment of weakness. Wow. Okay, uh, Mr. Reporter, Mr. Interviewer, we stand. No, that's what RuPaul does. No, but like you taught me the word. I, I didn't. I never heard that word before. Trauma mining. Oh, I think I just made it up. Did you? Mining for trauma, yeah. Look at you! Okay. Ugh. Wordsmith, we stand. I've been, I've been spending too much time on Tumblr. Yeah, you, after after you took a break from your shadow account, after you um, mentioned the name Yodel, after you coined the, the name Yodel. Yodel! Uh, so, June Jamalaya is up next, and she's doing African dance. Mm-hmm. Immediately when June said she's doing African dance, I was like, okay, I can see that for June. I think that that's something that is cool for you. If that's something that is you're in touch with and like from your culture, and that is something that you want to take a part of and broadcast that I think work. Whenever I think of like a cultural dance moment, I always think of Gia Gunn during the All-Stars uh, talent show, which was delectable Mm -hmm. it was so good so i in my mind i was thinking if she can bring that level of you know xyz to it then i'm i'm totally here for it when i think of cultural dancing i think of um the cotton eye joe what's that it's a line dance called cotton eye joe yeah where did you come from where did you go you don't know that song no i've never heard of cotton eye joe let it go. That's not what it means. Or it might. I don't actually know. <laughs> no, I mean, I never, I've never heard it until just now. I don't know what it's, what it, what it's supposed to mean. It's a square dance. And uh, in the South, most kids learn it during school, at least when I was growing up. Okay. Interesting. Cotton Eye Joe. We'd go to the cafetorium and uh, learn it. Mm, interesting. 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 Do you know any uh, fun dances? None involving cotton. At any rate, we have <laughs> up next. We have Orion Story, who will be doing a aerobics instructor kind of. She, she's going for a specific reference, which she's explaining it to Rue. Um, and Rue says in uh, talking to Orion that he he liked Orion's interview or audition tape because it was very like thinking a lot you had to think about it was very deep at least from what RuPaul said I don't know uh so it's very interesting interesting to see that 
Orion, at least to RuPaul, is a deep thinker. And then we see the performance later on. Very, very interesting. A lot of very interesting storylines going on here in the first episode. Up next is Little Pill, or should I say Willow Pill, or should I say Willow Pill? Oh, that is so gross. That is so gross. I have a feeling it's not going to go away. It's not gonna. It's. I honestly think it's gonna get worse because he got a little bit better towards it. He's he's just saying whittle pill because in the very beginning, at the very beginning of that episode, he's like willow. Like, oh no 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 no! We can't do this. Um. So RuPaul talks to Willow, uh, willow pill. Jeez, please. And RuPaul asks her, "Oh, where does your humor come from? You're very funny, X Y Z." And Willow says. Oh, it comes from like my darkness, or like I have, I have a lot of darkness. And RuPaul says, "Tell me your darkness." <laughs> I was like, "Jesus Christ!" Iconic. I was going to jail. Oh my gosh! I was like, and once again, here comes the lack of tact. Yep. Tell me your. Tell me what's wrong with you. Mm. Um. So, Willow finally reveals the mysterious chronicle illness. Is something called cystinosis. I don't. I don't think I wrote it down correctly, but that's what it sounded like to me. Cis, cystinosis. Cystinosis. Yeah. Yeah, and it's something to do with like your liver, your lungs, and yeah. So very a uh, damaging illness, at least from what how Willow describes it. So um, we're glad to see her on here, looking healthier. I mean, I hope she's healthy. You know, mm-hmm. enough to compete at least, obviously. So. That's good. Were there any moments of the walk around with Rue that like stood out to you? Um, no, like we hit all of them. I just thought it was weird that they didn't, he either didn't talk to everyone or they didn't show him talking to everyone. We didn't get uh, Alyssa, right? Or Cornbread. Or Cornbread or Bosco. Um, or Bosco, yeah. I think that they, the reason they did that is because Ali- that I actually took it down as a note is because after that, Alyssa actually tells us, the viewers, what she's going to be doing. And, and sh- I, I wrote it down verbatim what she said. She says, oh, I'm going to do like a rock number. I play the guitar. She, she, she says, I play the guitar. She did not say she was going to be playing the guitar for the thingamajig. In my mind... Obviously, if you say you're going to do a rock and roll number and say, oh, I play the guitar, you would think you would be playing the guitar playing during guitar. your rock and roll number. So, I don't believe she plays the guitar. I don't believe. I don't know what's going on, which which we're going to talk about in a little bit. But um, I just thought that was a very interesting because I, I remember like the first time like, I was like, did she say she's going to play the guitar? And then I watched it the second time. She says, oh, yeah, I play the guitar. Like just in like in a general statement, I play the guitar. Like oh, I guess my free time I play the guitar. It's like okay. I see. Which I mean, that might be just how she, you know, because English isn't her first language, so maybe that's just how she expresses expresses the phrasing. Yes, they get into a little bit of trauma talk. Very light. I'm I'm very happy to see it was very light. They talk about the church. Cornbread and Carrie kind of talked about how they had experiences with the church. Cornbread talked about how she was brought up to the front of the church and the pastor was like, uh, at least to her antagonizing her and physically like pushing her or pushing on her stomach, she said, which is so gross. Like that is like gross and body shaming and 
so weird. It's just weird. And Cornbread ends up farting on the pastor, which is crown this woman. Crown this lady. <laughs> so that was like the only the only trauma thing that I heard. I mean, um, I think someone else talked about something, but there wasn't really any like hmm. Yeah. They were trying to keep it at least somewhat light on the first episode, I think. Yes, at least for these girls. Yes, 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 mm-hmm. which I liked. So the alarm comes on and we see Lizzo pop up on the screen mm-hmm. and she says, look over there. And it's actually Lizzo. It's actually Lizzo. I could have done without that little. Uh... I could have. I could have done without it too, but also I would have liked it more if she actually came down from the thing, which I don't know COVID restrictions. I don't know. She might not have been properly quarantined to be around the queens. Yeah. It was very like, she's like literally on the top of the screen and they're like, like looking up at her like a fucking goddess, which I mean is fine, but it's like, it would, it would have been a lot more impactful if she came down, but with the current situation of social distancing and whatever, then I, she might not have been able to, but I mean, I liked it. It was a throwaway thing. For sure. It, d- it does show that she's a big fan. She is, which we, yes. which we already knew, but it yeah. kind of shows, I'm sure she wanted to do it. You know, I'm sure she was like, I'm sure I'm she did like, too. I'm going to do this. I love Jada. Like, let's do this. Yeah. I'm sure she wanted to, I'm sure she wanted to show her face to the Queens for sure, which I mean, work. I mean, it, it broke things up a little bit. It kind of made the girls feel a little bit more energized, mm-hmm. which I mean, if literally one of the biggest pop stars, like of the time is like coming up to you. Do you like Lizzo? I do. You do like Lizzo. Okay, cool. I'm not, um, like, super well-versed in all of her, like, you know, mm-hmm. songs. Mm-hmm. But I'm not, like, that with music in general. But, like, what I hear mm-hmm. on the radio and, mm-hmm. you know, I like Good As Hell and Rumors with Cardi B and Truth Hurts and all that stuff. All the hits. Mm-hmm. not a big Lizzo fan. Oh. I have one Lizzo song on my Which one? Phone. I think it's Good As Hell. Mm-hmm. I think so. And overall, like, I don't know really that many Lizzo songs in general. I know, like, Good As Hell, and then I knew one other song, but I couldn't remember what the other song was, and then after the lip sync, I was like, oh, it's this song. And that's, like, literally how much, <laughs> that's literally how much of a Lizzo person I am. It's like, I don't even remember the name of the song. It's like, oh, it's this one. So, no. What did you think about what she's wearing? I thought the hair was a cute moment. I thought the dress was a little bit... Made in a day and a half. It did not look like that much of... It didn't look like the level of what a pop star would be wearing. In my in my mind. For me. But I know that she likes to show her body. She likes to show her legs. She likes to show her butt. Which, I mean, it's fine. I didn't um, even have... like, I. It was the fabric for me. It was the fabric and it was it just lo- the construction. It not, it, yeah, it didn't look... It didn't look it, premium. It didn't look... Yes, it didn't look expensive. Yeah, it, it didn't, didn't look like you know, mm-hmm. like she's just like she could just got this from like a costume shop. Like, and something about the ear things, it looked like spacey. It. Like, I don't know, she looked like yeah. a, like space like, themed. Like, if the never mind, yeah, I, I, know. I wasn't that, I wasn't that sold on the look. So the girls feel recharged, whatever they finish up getting their makeup on. And then we go to the main stage and 
before you get to the is main this stage, when you texted me i just screamed no and then you i wouldn't respond no i don't remember what i said i don't remember why i said that i don't remember oh <laughs> was it in regards to the episode yeah, it was. I just assumed it was. Oh. It was, was, was. I don't, I don't remember why I said it. And that's why I didn't reply because if I don't have anything to say, I don't text back. Um, Clearly. So, <laughs> avoidance. So, uh, Rue gives a little number. What did you think of the number, Jaime? I was curious how many months of rehearsal it took for her to get it down. I think I'm a- like, this is the thing. Rue's mm-hmm. 70, I get it. So it's mm-hmm. cool that Rue's like up there doing it. But RuPaul also doesn't need to be doing that. Do you know what I mean? I think I'm okay on seeing RuPaul perform. I don't so think if I you can't this. really go full out, yeah, it does just, just, just kind of look a little... Like, it was very low energy. And, like, they were moving her. They were kind of moving around her. She was just doing a little one-two. That's like, yeah. you don't need to do all that. You're RuPaul. You've done it all before. Yeah, you don't. Like, like so many times over. Literally. Yeah, I don't think she needs... I mean, I'm not... I don't know. Maybe that's something that's fun for her. Maybe that's something that is, like, therapeutic for her. Or, like, she still wants to express her artistry in that way. Which, I mean, is totally fine. But just from like a viewer's perspective of someone who is consuming the content, it's just like, I don't need to see someone one, two stepping and Yeah, if we could, if we cut that dance breakout, we could have interviewed Bosco and Alyssa. Yeah, we could have gotten the full, we could have got the full seven, uh, the full full seven Air fantasy. Guitar. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So uh, RuPaul's done, talking to the judges. We learned that Ross Matthews is engaged. Good for her. Good for her after the weight loss. So we have June Jambalaya up first mm-hmm. and doing an African dance. Mm-hmm. Honestly, okay. Yeah, it was, it okay. was honestly an okay dance. I will talk about some of the judges' critiques really quickly. The undergarments were a bit distracting for me. For me. I agree. And I think because I watched it, I watched selected parts of it a second time. Mm-hmm. I watched the the performances, the runway, you know, the important stuff. I didn't, I couldn't do the whole up the whole two hour episode again. And the first time I watched it, I remember being like, this looks very unpolished. Mm-hmm. And then I watched it again the second time. And it's like, technically on the second view, I was like, technically it did look a lot better. It was the things like the bandana or the the headband falling and the panties and, you know, that kind of thing that I think contributed contributed to me thinking that it was a little bit more unpolished than it was. Yeah. Which, and I think for this in particular, this type of dance, more of a Afro, um, an Afro type of dance, I think that unpolished is good in like your movements. It's okay to be a little bit jagged. It's okay to be mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, have a little bit of extra shake in some places. But like when it comes to the look, it's like the look wasn't polished. So it's like, it takes away from like, even if you're doing a technically, not astounding, cause it was like, there's okay. If you're doing it technically, um, if you're hitting all the marks technically in the dance, it like, it really does take it away. And I mean, honestly, like it was a talent and that's a thing that kind of like, it kind of irks me. And I'll talk about this when they get to the, when they get to the placement of the bottoms, this actually was a talent because 
even though all of these girls on this cast can probably do a lip sync and they can get a prop and they can, you know, do this, not everyone can move their body in a way that conveys a story, um, which June can, and that is a talent that other people, on at least on this cast, may, might not have. So it was sad to see because, I mean, mm-hmm. it was just very, very little things like that could have like made it like just took it to the next level. Up next, we have Bosco. And Bosco is doing burlesque. Burlesque. What did you think of Bosco? I liked it. Um, I think in the canon of burlesque performances on Drag Race, it was nothing exciting, you know? Mm-hmm. It wasn't the top of the top just because mm-hmm. we've had, you know, Vendela Kim and Roxy Andrews and, mm-hmm. you know, these kinds of things. But it was good. It was cute. I liked the little rose in the butt at the end, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like cropping out of the butt crack. I thought that was cute. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it was, it was okay. Kind of like you said, we've seen a lot not even just the the story behind the burlesque was a bit lacking for me. I understand that you love me, you love me not the da, 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 the rose type of thing. We've seen rose I, the rose motif a lot lately. Yeah, as well, we've seen so that, that doesn't come yeah. off as super fresh. Exactly, and then it's just I feel like there was one thing like there was something missing. Like one, I don't know if it was an extra reveal. I don't know if it was an extra prop i don't know if it was an extra something but there was one like thing that i was like trying to like okay after this she's gonna do this or after this oh 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 but then like it never came so i was like "Hmm." Mm -hmm. yeah so for me it was like okay but yeah burlesque it was definitely a talent that she conveyed a story up next we have Alyssa hunter who did a lip sync and first, I love the song choice. I love this song. I was like, okay, work with this song. But Mama, where's the talent? I don't even remember it. It was some punky, rocky, Avril Lavigne. I see. This. Literally. I didn't recognize it. And I remember like being impressed that they actually got real songs licensed mm-hmm. to do this talent show. Mm-hmm. But I was like, I don't know who this is. No, I was like, I don't know who this is. is. No, I don't know who this was either. Um, but Mommy, where's the talent? Where's the talent? Where is the body? <laughs> like, where literally? are the jokes? <laughs> where was the jokes with this? Like, literally, as soon as she picked up the guitar in the first air guitar, she, I was like, that might have been why I texted you. I'm screaming. Probably That's that. not even how you play air guitar. I was like, what am I watching right now? Literally, like, what is this? It was interesting. And it could have been, if she would have got up there and played the guitar to that fucking song, I would have gotten my life. Even if it was, like, she really ripping. Plays the guitar? I don't know. She could be a rocker girl. I don't know. This, to me, seemed like I'm gonna, like, go outside my box. Because all we know about her, mm-hmm. all she said and the Meet the Queens, and since she's been there, so she's polished, she's patent queen, she's won all of these awards, she's this, she's perfect, she's always mm-hmm. on top. She always looks right. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, kind of looked like, I'm gonna go outside of my box, and I'm gonna give them edgy, like, rock girl. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't fulfill the prompt of, like, introduce yourself to the world and show them what you do. 
you know, but I think even if she did crazy rocker chick, she might have still been towards the low end of the spectrum, but just like the lack of talent. Like if she came out and like did a pageant, like walk and turn and wave and did a thing, like that's what we know her as. But even if she did that, there was no talent. Yeah, but pageants have a talent component. So they surely, do. She's, surely she has a, a talent that she does, you know, that she's swept the four biggest titles in Puerto Rico. So she could have danced, she could have done pack a suitcase, whatever her, you know, whatever her pageant talent is. Yeah, she could have done something, but uh, this was not the tea for me. Up next, we have Carrie Kobe doing jump rope. To Nicki Minaj. To Nicki Minaj. Firstly, I love this song. The song choice was it for me. If I'm jump roping to a song, this is a good song to this jump is rope the, to. Yeah, this is a good jump roping this song. This is a good jump rope song. Love the love the um, song. They did mention that she could have gotten to the rope sooner. Mm-hmm. I was okay. I, I, think, I think it was like spacing because obviously... She has been jumping rope for 10 years, so I don't think that her amount of tricks is the amount of tricks she would have had back in the day. So I think she spaced out to where she gave enough amount of lip sync because she knew that there was only so many things she could do on the jump rope that, like, I can't be doing jump rope for 45 minutes because I don't have that many... I don't have that amount of tricks in me to, like, do that much. So I'll lip sync for 45 and then jump rope for, like, 20 Cause that'll, I'll be able to do a lot of like things within that time. So I understand why she took her time getting to the rope and I'm not mad at it. I don't, I'm not mad at it, but I I kind of agreed with them that it could have gone a little faster, especially Mm -hmm. for, I think they mentioned this in the, in the judge's critique, you can't really see the rope. So even when she's doing the tricks for me, at least on my screen, it was hard to to see the rope, if the rope is thicker or brightly sure. colored or something, I yeah. think it would have made the tricks look a little cooler. Sometimes it just looked like she was putting her arm on, you know, putting her arm on her leg or yeah. moving her arms from side to side. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I, another thing I will say, Ooh, what if it was lighted? If, that's lit. the thing, if it was lighted, if it was lit, if they turned on the lights a little bit and it was a glow in the dark type of thing, that would have like elevated a lot. But also I feel like for this, and I feel like this might be something that we'll see from Carrie a lot is that I feel like with this type of performance, since your arms and legs are preoccupied, you literally cannot do anything else with your, like your body in this moment. You have to do something with your face. Like you have, and this is very, Anaconda's very song. I want the dumb, like there's a lot of things you can do with your face to make it look very silly, like out of this world, like exaggerated. Well, but and I, I that's just the way Nikki kind of talks and raps too. She's always like, you know, exactly. She's exactly. <laughs> she's very Vanjie tees. But if you're going to be doing Vanjie tees, there's a lot of things you can do with your face. That's where, I'm, and this is might come off. I don't think that Carrie accesses that type of personality. Mm-hmm. To, at least from what I saw, she's a very straight talking girl. She's a very straight face girl. She's a very, you know, she's just very that. I don't think she's going to be like cookie queen. I don't, I don't see that from her. No, she's yet. pretty put together lady. Exactly. She's a pretty lady. Um, so I, I'll be very interested to see how things go for her. Up next, we have Orion's story. Comedy standup um, with the sleazy fitness instructor. Sleazy, white trash. 
Um, uh, I don't, I don't have the experience to uh, use that word. So I will not be using that phrase for me. I honestly, full tea. I didn't think it was that bad. I thought it was funny. I, I agree that I agree that it could be workshop and punched up, literally and all of that stuff. But for concept, I mean, I don't know that it was that far off from. No, actually, I'm going to regret saying that it was. It was no crystal method, but you know what I mean. It was like it yeah. could. It, after a workshop and a punch up, it could have been funny. And of literally. course, Michelle, Michelle wants to pretend like she doesn't like poop jokes again. Yeah, I, I thought it was weird. And I, I got a hot one in the chamber. It's fucking hilarious. I didn't hear it because, like, I just heard, like, hot, bleep, chamber, and I didn't put two together. But then when I was like, like, oh, I have a hot shit in the chamber. It's like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's actually hilarious. That was actually hilarious. And I honestly, upon the first watch and even on the second watch, I was like, honestly, work. Like, this was not... This is not as bad as they said it was. I didn't think it was either. For sure. Like not. It was not very much like a stoner thought this was funny. It was very. It, it was, was very, like I'm gonna go with this. <laughs> yeah, it's very. It's very South Park comedy. Like for mm-hmm. me, it's very that type of tea. But that it's that's also funny. So th- there is comedy in that. So, and I mean that is not a lot of people can improv on the spot. Not a lot of people can come up with their own script and like have a full beginning to end type of thing. So I, I like, I liked it. Uh, up next we have cornbread with an original song, one of her own songs. Mm-hmm. And I mean, what can I say girl? What can I say? It's the winner for me. It's the winner. It's, it's the song. It was the dance break. It was the, the attitude, missing the face, like it was the missing Merle Ginsburg on the milk carton. I was like, if you are in 2022 referencing Merle Ginsburg, you won. You are a you, fan. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you won. This is winner tings. This it was so good. This is so good. And she just she pulls this face that just gets me. This like mm-hmm. the you know what I mean? Where she mm-hmm. just does this like yeah it is so funny it's so good to me it's i really so, enjoyed this it's so good everything about her and i noticed that she has a walk she's a very signature walk mm-hmm. where her arms are up here but she's mm-hmm. like walking and it's so it's so crazy to me it's very specific it's a very specific it's gonna be our season it's gonna be this this season's uh simone Oh, this, no, she, this, this is, <laughs> no, this, yes, yes, yes. This is, this is for surely that, that type of tea. Um, honestly, as soon as she came, I was like, girl, in the episode, in the episode, yep. in the episode, in, the, in it. But no, she did really good. Up next, we have Willow Pow doing a <laughs> lipstick, doing a... Um, a lip sync and a self care routine. A lip sync and self care routine. <laughs> what did you think of this, Jaime? I thought this was hilarious. Okay. Uh, this, the Willow Cornbread toss up was very difficult for me. Okay. Because um, I thought this was really funny. I got it. Um, the judges' reactions made it even more hilarious when she shoved the meatball in her face and Ruth's just going, not even looking at her, just going, like just <laughs> staring off blankly dead-eyed in space hilarious it was irreverent 
I never thought I would see a S word joke on a uh, unalive yourself. Joke. <laughs> yes, an unalive yourself joke on Drag Race, like. But it was not in a way that was like I don't know. It didn't feel like it wasn't problematic, icky. Yeah, about yeah. it. It was like I don't know, because it's uh, kind of poking. It's poking fun at that self care. This self care trend that cropped up over the quarantine. Mm-hmm. I took a lot of bubble baths at the beginning of the quarantine. Okay, work. Um, I'm going to say this as succinctly as I can. Oh dear, I didn't understand it at all. I didn't know what was going on. I didn't get it. Maybe because that 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 self care trend, <laughs> girlfriend. I never did that. That doesn't. That I I don't know what that's in reference to. Um, I guess if I like, if I had to explain it, I would. Ju- it's like the absurdity of you put the bubble bath in, and you and you're about to get it with your little glass of wine, and then you just go, "I put the bubble bath in. I'm gonna just pour the wine in because it's absurd. Who would do that?" And that's mm-hmm. why it's kind of funny because it's breaking this convention of like, and then you go and um, I'm nourishing myself. I'm eating the food I want to because like I'm sad. So like whatever. So you go and have a mm-hmm. big plate of carbs and meatballs and you go, well, that might as well go in the tub too. And then the throwing the toaster in the tub obviously is because you would electrocute. So it's like mm-hmm. you're finally at the end of the rope, you electrocute. She lifts the toaster up, looks like she's going to throw it in, but pulls the toast out to eat it, then throws, then it gets in. And then the little... At the end, I don't know. Uh-huh. It was hilarious yeah. for me. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely absurd. It's it's definitely a very specific type of irreverent humor. And who's, which done, I, who's done something like that on Drag Race before? No, I, I think I think irreverent humor is good. I think um, abstract absurd humor is good. I just and for me, I didn't understand the reference, but I can see how the level of absurdity is you know hilarious. Um, but yeah, and that was very funny because out of all of the the judges started laughing, but the way they edited it is that they weren't laughing at the beginning, but then they started laughing at the end. But mm-hmm. also, I took a note that of course Bosco was laughing because she Bosco gets it. loved because it. she gets it. Well, I was doing the same thing, so <laughs> no, I was I was very and, and I was like cornbread. Cornbread was like like just like okay, I'm here. I'm gonna support you. <laughs> very that tea um so yeah i mean that was the talent show i wrote down a couple of the critiques i wrote down a couple of the critiques because everyone gets critiqued because there's only seven of them here so like Mm -hmm. there isn't a reason to send people back and like not i'm and i thought that was really good because i don't know if even when they do a split premiere if they still do the safe some girls go to the back some girls say if they all all always stay I thought it was really cool that everyone got a bit of judges' airtime with the mm-hmm. judges. That was really nice. So I, I think like they that. normally all do, which is another nice thing about the split premiere is that yeah. at the very least you're getting some FaceTime. That's good. Could be the only FaceTime you get all season. It could be, but I mean, also, it, it, even if it's even if it's a critique, getting a critique is also very good as well. Because, mm-hmm. so, I mean, you know what to do better for the next time. Um, Lizzo says that Bosco... Um, gave very Marilyn Monroe vibes and that she's very like smart but sexy. I was like, that's a pretty high compliment for for Bosco. I thought so too. I mean, I get it. I got the reference, but I do think that Marilyn Monroe is like a little lofty. But Marilyn Monroe obviously was known for playing dumb girls, but in real life was I don't want to say smart, but you know what I mean? Because I don't yeah. I didn't know her, but she was like 
she, she not a dumb girl. No, she wasn't. She wasn't on the joke on her own. Joke yes, for it sure. takes a smart person to play dumb. Also, am dumb, I, dumb people can't play dumb. It takes a smart oh, person um, to play yeah, dumb. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, also, I think I'm the dumb one in this scenario because I completely skipped over the runway. <laughs> oh, I'm, I was just gonna organically go back to it. I literally was like, I'm like. Wait, why do I see? Because I have it in chronological order. I'm like, wait, I looked up. I'm like, wait, what is? I say Willow, glamour, but a touch of ugly. What does that mean? <laughs> and I realized it's not gonna. So they all do the talent show, and now we're getting the runway. And the theme is signature show-stopping drag. Yes. And up first, we have June Jambalaya. I love this. Me too. Loved this it. was great. Loved it. To be honest, I think this should have kept her out of the bottom. T. T, 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 T. It was like beautiful crystal double mm. trains from the shoulders. Doubles. Yes. Again, nude illusion was perfect. <laughs> the face. Um, the face, always. Goddess, 100%. Now, this was really good. Really she good. Looks and, great. Yeah. I mean, the judges critiqued her on the. Uh, the, the didn't, no, didn't notice it till they pointed it out. Did not notice it, which I mean is okay if the judges can notice it, but like, is it really that detracting from now? I can understand from the perspective of the challenge, it was very detracting because it was very in our face, but like, mm-hmm. really, from this like amazing gal, like, is really the the underwear gonna like that's what, yeah, it. that's what you're taking away from it. Yeah. Now that I'm looking at it again, I think Monet made the comment that she wished the leg went all the way down. That's the only thing I don't like. So oh. the leg stops about mid calf. That's okay. A weird, that's a weird length for something like glamorous like that, you know? Yeah, I can see that. To be a if, pants that stops at mid calf. Yeah. If you're doing, especially if you're doing like a cat suit type of look, that makes sense to me. That makes, that makes it look sense. like when I'm wearing my like joggers and I pull my joggers up a little bit. So they don't go all the way down to the ankle. Joggers are like sweatpants. Yeah. Where they're like cuffed at the bottom. Jogger. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> I gave it a right. <laughs> you gave it a right. I gave it a right as well. Um, yeah. Very nice. Up next, we have Bosco with horns again. And another devil. I liked this one better. Guy. Honestly, I kind of like the first one. Um, I no, it looks. I'm not good. a big. I'm not a big polka dot fan. So I, this yeah. just like plain black with a little bit of sparkle. I mm-hmm. liked it better. And her no. face in this one was superior. Or the face was definitely superior. I liked the classic hair with this very of that like time frame again. And I mean, I think that like for Bosco, I think that it is. It, it looks good, but in my mind, I was going, like, to really grow horns a second time. Like I did think that. That was strange that, that she opted to do horns twice in the episode. Uh-huh. Yeah. But, but if I, I'm I, divorcing I, the two, mm-hmm. this by, I mean, this as a look by on its own, I do enjoy. Yeah, I like I like this look. I, I low-key could have done without the horns on the boobs, just because her, everything up here looks so nice. The mm-hmm. horns on the boobs kind of got in the way of her face a little bit for me. So it's like, I would have just had a, a sheer black, like, and worked. Like, the horns on the nipples were, like, a bit too much for me. But it did look good. Yeah. Very Dita Fontese. Very, very that tea. Um, 
very dark and evil aesthetic. Up next, we have Alyssa Hunter. Alyssa. It's opulence. It's, it's opulence. It's very opulence. And it is very well-constructed. But does it give me Alyssa? I don't know. Because nice. we've seen three different looks. Literally, we've seen three different looks. So, and, and, and when I see this, I'm like, but who is she, though? But who is this girl? Uh-huh. Who is this girl? Um, so I think from the construction, I was like, okay, work. But, like, this look in particular, out of all of the looks we've, like, for this runway, it doesn't really tell me who you are. I, I just didn't. For, for me, that, like, really took it out. I was like, so you like being uh, My Fair Lady? Is that, like, your drag? I don't, yeah. I don't know. But, I mean, it looks good. It looks I, good. I will say, like, something about the makeup. I know that she did, she's got a lot of highlight mm-hmm. um, on, like, the cheeks and forehead, but the coloring of the makeup, the contour, the lip color, the eye color is dark. So with, like, the brown of the dress and the hat and the, and the cuffs, it does kind of all, like, flatten together mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would have actually put, between her performance and this, I would have put her in the bottom instead of June. Give it to me. That's I, I was going to say that when we got to the placement, but yeah, Sorry. I would. I think we're still in my spotlight. No, I, w- I mean I'm thinking the same exact thing, but uh, I mean for me, it's it's all right, honestly. I, yep, I gave it a right only because it the um it looks it's it's it is expensive. Stunning. Yeah, it is stunning. Um, it's expensive. Yeah, it's not chicken feathers. They're ostrich. They're ostrich, mama. They're not chicken. Um, so, yeah. Up next, we have Carrie Cole. Carrie Colby. And let me be very clear when I say this. <laughs> very clear when I say this. When Carrie opened up the coat, all I saw was three Ks. For me. For me. As soon as she opened up the coat, I was like, oh, oh, okay. But then it was the editing because they edited it so shady because it was there like a sliver of the screen and it was KKK. I was like, girl, no. Like, not even, this. even in the wide, again, I don't know, like, not maybe not for me to speak on, but like that many Ks together, period. I was like, girl. I would have avoided. Like, I was like, girl, what are you? Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's very, it's very, when I think of someone who, wants to the the case aside when i think of someone who wants to show like who you are it's like that's a very easy go to be like well i'm gonna show my name by the first letter of my name just repeat it over and so i was like is that your is that your get to for us to get to know you drag like that's a little bit basic i mean for me i i think that the coat also completely swallows her in this Mm -hmm. look Especially the thing that takes over for me is the lines on the shoulders, completely unnecessary. Like completely unnecessary. Like if it was just more like a more defined shoulder and maybe a bit more fabric and maybe draping a little bit more, like that would have gave it to me. But like the huge lines on the side made it a bit. Or maybe even if it was just one, you know what I mean? Exactly. Asymmetrical and just one. Or if it all tied on the side with the head or something. I don't know. Yeah. But But yeah, it was a bit bulky. Yeah, it was a bit bulky. Something about this look just did not. I don't love brown and pink together either as a color scheme. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know why I'm looking at the picture right now. And like the brown of the boots with like the hot pinkness of the outfit is 
I don't like the way that it plays together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it was it was a it was a shite for me. Same. Yeah, shite. Um, up next we have Orion's story. Orion. Uh, with as as three booby Kesha. That's three what three booby Kesha mushroom Christmas tree skirt. I don't know. This this has to be a reference. I'm not gonna sit here and be absent-minded to think that this is a reference. I don't she know what said, the reference is. She said the material reminded her of a mushroom, which I see because those it is the, tr- the traditional Very mushroom. Toadstool. Yeah. Yes. Um but I think the reference with the everything the, else on the that, fingers. Oh, I think that's just um that's another way that mushrooms look like. Mushrooms look pu- like there are mushrooms in the wild that look puffy like that. Oh, that look fuzzy. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. yeah, fuzzy. I mean, okay, three boobs. Like it doesn't really the three boobs I didn't get. Yeah, it's it's it it doesn't it it's it's a look, but nothing is. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. What are you? What are you trying? To, what are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? What are you trying to tell me? Mm-hmm. Um, but I, thought, I like I liked the fit. I liked the construction it, and the colors. The like the sort of like Barbarella kind of bumpy on the hair. I did. If I, she wouldn't, if she wouldn't have revealed to the three boobies, I don't think I would have just like I don't think I would have had as much of a problem with it. Yeah, I will honestly say as well. I love her makeup. I was just gonna say that like. That like blush yes, over the bridge with the of the freckle. nose. Uh-huh. I was like, "Mama, you better be trendy," but also like twenty twenty trendy. Like, yeah, that is like such a particular like moment. But like, it still looks really good. She looks really good, and she really does. Like, she did give me cash and drag. She gave me cash and drag <laughs> earlier before. She gave me Lana and drag. Now she's giving me cash and drag. I'm obsessed. But for me, this is all right. I gave it a right just because I liked the colors and I thought it was very well made and I liked the 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 like shape. I was mm-hmm. willing to forgive the triple boob. Yeah. Up next we have cornbread. Cornbread. And as soon as she turned the corner, I was like, "Girl, get this out of my face right now! Get out of my face!" <laughs> I mean, I was like, and she's doing the the the, yeah. <laughs> the cornbread. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so ridiculous. It's just so it's funny. Just, it's like the attitude. It's, it's just, it's, it's very, so, it's just, it's, it's delicious. I don't even know how to describe it. You just like, you love to see it. It's so It makes good. me happy to see her just like, it looks like she's having a blast out there too. It did. I, I, I did get a little bit, it gave me like, kind of like disco, but also gave me kind of like Joan of Arc with like the hood, like a chain mail. Yeah. Like for me, like, she could have gone either way. If she had some, like, maybe, like, a couple armor pieces, I would have been like, okay, like, it could it go was, either it way. It was futuristic a little bit, too. Yes. Is there so many ways this could have gone? And, like, you can interpret it so many different ways, like, even from us just talking about it. It was a very good look. I love the bald. I can kind of see where Michelle is saying that it kind of smushed her a little bit, especially from the head, from the the neck up, because mm-hmm. it is literally a flat, it, it's a flat sequin fabric on your head and there's no dimension there. So I can kind of see that um, from that perspective, but I mean, it goes with the look. Mm-hmm. The hair is not needed with this look. So, you know, work, I, lo- I loved it. I loved it too. I gave it a right. This is definitely a right. 
Up next, we have Willow Pill. Willow Pill. What did you think of Willow? Well, at this point in, um, in the episode, I was really digging Willow, so I wanted to like it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I originally wrote down right. Mm-hmm. But then I was watching it more and more, and I was like, no, I don't think I like it. Like, yeah. I want to, but there's just something about it. It's missing some things. Yeah. And it's not missing a thing. If it's missing a thing, maybe I could have kept it as a right. Mm-hmm. But it's missing several things. It's missing some embellishments. It's missing some zhuzh. It's missing some kind of punch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. And, and she described this herself. She said, glamour with the touch of ugly, mm-hmm. which is right on point. Because what's the ugly part? The ugly, because <laughs> I think it's that color combination, that green. And then I forget there's another color she's wearing. Those it's two, like blue or pur- it's like dark, dark. It's like indigo, maybe. Yeah, like those two kind of like. They're Are, they're a little clashy. They're a little bit because indigo is a cool color, and that's like a neon almost. That's yeah, neon green. And then her makeup kind of look, makes it look a little bit. I don't want to say yucky, but it, it it gives it a little bit of like another type of flavor in your mouth. So for me, that does make sense. But like also, like you said before, and I wrote this down. Something about it just doesn't. Something about it doesn't work, but it all fits together. But like. Even though it fits together, it doesn't work. Work, especially with the some of the notwithstanding her entrance, mm-hmm. some of the other looks we've seen that long with the long sleeves with the little beanie cap that that mm-hmm. I really liked, mm-hmm. and that like smiley face acid trip yellow thing. Mm-hmm. I think compared to some of the other stuff we've seen, this is why it looks lacking. It's because this is missing a twist or an edge or a grit to it mm-hmm. that I think some of her other stuff has had. A little bit more of a point yeah. of view. Yeah, just a little bit. It, it, yeah, it's just. It's, I'm glad we got this out of the way in the first episode. Yeah, I'm glad we got this out of the way, and I'm glad I'm I'm very interested to see her perspective going forward. Um, for yeah, because this is not the tea. So for me, I gave it a shite. I had to switch it to a shite after ruminating on it. It's shite. So all the girls are done with the runway, and now we get to the critiques. <laughs> and Lizzo says that. And I wrote down a couple of notes for critiques. Um, Lizzo said that Bosco gave her Marilyn Monroe vibes, mm-hmm. which is very high praise. I would say it's high praise. It's high praise because Marilyn's like iconic, and Bosco is the on first time one. she's been on TV. Yeah, literally. Um, literally. But you know, Marilyn Monroe was known for being funny and playing a dumb girl, but like kind of being in on it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's maybe what she's getting at yeah yeah which i mean is it makes sense because it, it's a very in in bosco like that's kind of what she goes for she wants to be skanky and stupid mm-hmm. so that definitely goes with you know what her what she wants to portray on this program um i was wrote down not them telling orion that she looked like she picked cotton i was like oh Oh, okay, Rue. I, I was know. Like, I was like, where was this energy for Veronica Green, mama? <laughs> where was this energy for Miss Green in literally the cotton outfit? That was so, like, I was like, okay, that's a bit of a stretch. I was like, oh. Even when she said I was like, picking cotton. <laughs> I was like, not this, not, not, um... Not around giving Cotton Eye Joe realness. Cotton Eye Joe. <laughs> not I'm going to record myself doing the Cotton Eye Joe. Not giving Cotton Eye Joe realness. Um, 
that was just that was very funny to me um in particular and also not michelle saying that she couldn't understand what cornbread was saying i was like i didn't get all of it either oh okay but again i still voted i mean she was still my winner so i guess i didn't have as as much of an issue of it because i understood everything she said that's yeah. really weird. Maybe it is a black person thing. Maybe. I mean, what makes sense? Know. There's like, you know, kind of cadences and rhythms and stuff like that that might be mm-hmm. easier to pick up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't know. Maybe I don't. I, I don't I mean, know either. All I know, all I know is I understood everything, so I don't. I don't know. I just. I got a lot of it. I got most of it. Okay. So, and not not every fifth or sixth word. You got every. Just every other word you miss. Yeah. I got like like 90, 91% of it. 91% yeah. of it. Um, yeah, that's very funny. But uh, like RuPaul, I also speak black folks, so that might be what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So did you take down any notes for the critiques? Um, I mean, I took down notes for everyone's critique. <laughs> oh. I don't, not, you know, all of them were not necessarily interesting, you know? They, yeah. They um, pointed out uh, holes in cornbread's tights, which again, I wouldn't have noticed if Literally. they hadn't pointed out. Obviously, we see them in a wide shot they, a lot more. I, I think that there has to, there is no way. You think there's the cameramen are narcissists? No, no, the cameramen have to, because there is no way. We can see the distance because if we, if we see when people jump off the stage, we can see the difference between where the, the stage is to where the judging panel is. Mm-hmm. There is no way you can tell me Michelle Visage saw a fish, uh, a fishnet hole the size of this. The size of this. A fishnet hole that was two fishnets that, and the one piece of it got cut between them. So it was just a, yes. No I way agree. you could tell me. No way you could tell me. So when they say things like that and then they have to zoom in literally to that's a probably how they got. That's probably how they got June's panties um, for her like runway look as well. Probably. Because it was really not that noticeable. It was not that. Yeah, it was so not that noticeable. Anything else, Bibi? Uh, no, I don't think so. Yeah, the the um, and we talked about a lot of the critiques when we were talking about the looks as well. So yeah, there's anything really crazy. So girls come back and Bosco and Willow are safe, which mm-hmm. I did. I didn't want to make a note of that because the way that they talked about Bosco and Willow. I was like, okay, they're the top two. Because yeah. they did have, Rashad, several critiques for Cornbread. The tights, the height of the thingamajig, the the, um, the lyrics. So mm-hmm. there were several critiques for Cornbread. Whereas Bosco Willow had no critiques. No negative marks, no blah, 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 nothing. So when they were safe, I was honestly like, whoa, okay. I mean, obviously, I want a Cornbread to win as well, but just based off of what we just saw in the critique, I didn't think it was going to her. So I was like, okay, work. So Cornbread wins episode one, mm-hmm. um, season 14 of Drag Race, uh, um, inspirational drag artist for teens race. Um, and when we go to the bottoms, we have... June Orion and Alyssa all are the bottom three. Mm-hmm. And June and Orion are picked to be the bottom bottom. I think they should have switched out June for Alyssa. 
I agree. Should have switched Algin for Alyssa. Honestly, going off of what we just said before, I don't think Orion was that bad at all. Maybe her runway look put her in the bottom, but like, I don't even think Orion was that bad, but like Alyssa just did not show a talent at all. Like everyone in that room can lip sync and pick up a prop and lip sync with a prop. Like that isn't, and even like RuPaul said, it doesn't give us who Alyssa is. Like, is Alyssa a rocker girl? Is she a gone with the wind big hat girl? Is she mm-hmm. a Shakira like Huntress? Like who are, who are you going to give? So, she's every woman. She's every woman, but sh- I, I I could have gone with seeing her in the bottom for sure. I agree, um, though. The lip sync song is Water Me by Lizzo. Water Me. This was a Lizzo song I hadn't heard before, or at least I don't think I have, but I liked it. This was, this is, I think it's one, a good, it's a good lip sync song. The, this is one of my Lizzo, one of my only like Lizzo favorite songs, and excellent song. Excellent song. Um, as soon as the song came on, I knew it was time for, for Ryan to go to the house. I already knew it. Already I mean, knew it. yeah. Knew it. I know Ryan is not beating like a June to a Lizzo song. No. No, it was it was time for it to hit the house, which I mean was really sad to see because like even when they like told her she was gonna go home, she like looked genuinely sad she did look sad and like i wasn't a huge i wasn't the hugest fan of orion from the meet the queens but she did grow in me this episode she really did and i think it would have been cool to see like a more laid back stoner queen Mm -hmm. um on drag race if you catch my drift (laughs) y'all wanted a twist you know, Laganja's crazy and in your face. Like, it would have been cool to oh, see Oh, like, uh, okay. You're saying a more laid... Okay, because Laganja's not laid back. Okay, yes. yes. I get it, I get it, I get it, I get it. Somebody I can identify with. Yes, okay. Someone for you to to feel represented in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, as I said, during the Meet the Queens, I was not feeling Orion at all. In this episode, I actually did start to like Orion. She, I mean, out of the performances, I mean, hers really stuck with me. I liked her personality. Um, I liked her personality in the performance. I liked her personality on the runway. I mean, it was really cool for me. And, you know, she is sent to the house. Uh, before we talk about the ending of that, one thing I want to ask you is, do you think that this whole candy bar nonsense is going to affect anything? Because we haven't seen it yet. We didn't see the candy bar. We haven't. but Candyland thing. You know, I was I was like looking around on the on the wiki today, the RuPaul's Drag Race Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and I was looking for the outfit pictures, obviously to like mm-hmm. review them. And under this season, they've got like a little drop-in menu that says like the RuPaul's candy bar thing, and it's got a picture of each girl with like a question mark, and it almost looks like a scratcher. Hmm. So I don't know if like something's going to happen along the way where like when each girl gets eliminated, they pick a candy bar and then whatever is on the candy bar, something has to happen. Cause the way this is out, it's in a grid and it's got each girl's face with this question mark underneath. Mm. Like something's going to be different for each girl. Mm. So I don't know. It'll definitely be something. 
Interesting. Do you know what it's going to be? It's going to be a twist like we've never seen before. And it's probably going to change everything. Oh, my God. I, I'm honestly, like, very... I'm just so obsessed with the fact that I actually got the official candy bar. And, like, I didn't And you hated it. it. <laughs> oh, no, the candy bar is disgusting. Disgusting little candy bar. It's the coffee cream. It doesn't... It takes away. It shouldn't mm. be that creamy. But, um... No, I just say that because it was funny that, like, every... Because it's not like RuPaul sends out, like... Or RuPaul's Drag Race sends out, like, the PR packaging to, like, the people. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, I got my RuPaul PR package. And on the very first thing is the chocolate bar. And I'm like, I have the chocolate bar. And in you just got yours off eBay or something? Yeah, I literally bought it from the person, which... I don't know. I think that they're going to be, like... I think they're going to promote it more. Maybe in episode three when everyone's together. Yeah. Maybe they'll be like, and this year the twist is... We're playing Candyland. It's like, okay, well. If you had to flavor a candy bar, like what would you put in a candy bar? Oh, peanut butter chocolate. Oh, that's That's it? That's my favorite thing, peanut butter and chocolate. Do you think that your candy bar would be better than a Reese's? No. Reese's Reese's kind of, I think, wins the peanut butter chocolate. Yeah, no, my, my candy bar would not. My candy bar would be nowhere near a Reese's. I don't think that I would want to try and come for Reese's. Because I do personally believe in a Reese's supremacy. Mm. So for me... And not pieces, right? I like pieces. Sorry. I like not pieces. pieces. I know you like pieces. because I like pieces in the in the fridge. You look like that kind of girl. So, um, no, I mean, yeah, for you sure. You could never eat Reese's pieces because you are not that kind, that kind of, of girl. girl. So, did you watch Untucked? I did, but I took zero notes because I was so tired at this point. Poor BB. So I did take a couple of notes. I'm I'm starting to feel a little. I can I can already feel it. There's some personalities clashing. Oh, mm-hmm. oh I I got a little bit of, of tinges between I got some. I got some cornbread Bosco little moments. I got some cornbread Alyssa moments. Just some. A little bit of something that I can see. Some groundwork laying for something happening later. That. Okay. Also, in the Untucked, it was very, <laughs> it was very like, oh, okay. Um, is Alyssa was like, the judges love you. They live for you. They like the big black. Get- when that happened, I was like, when I tell you i <laughs> like maybe they, maybe they have different rules in puerto rico and that's what i had to talk about i was like maybe in puerto rico that's not maybe that doesn't translate well to the the contiguous united states but when she said it and then corma was like go ahead say ghetto ghetto <laughs> I was like, oh my God. I mean, she took it graciously because I know a lot of, I know a lot of African-American people that have been like, were you going to say ghetto? Mm -hmm. Was that what you were going to say? I know a lot. I'm I'm not one of those people. No, probably. No, I am one of those people. I am one of those people. So I've been like, are you, were were you going to say, finish what you were going to say? So yes, that was a very interesting moment. Um, yeah, I definitely think Alyssa's definitely an interesting character. 
I don't know how she's going to pan out with like the, the entire group, but definitely in this interaction alone, she's a very interesting, um, interesting character for the cast. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely got to be tough being in a, being the only person like in the room speaking a light, like a second language speaking mm-hmm. language. is not your own. Mm-hmm. Um, which they did touch on because Alyssa, they, did. They, they most definitely did. Alyssa said that she started crying and she's like, English isn't her first language. It's hard for her to communicate. And she feels like the, the judge didn't hear her speak. And Cornbread, <laughs> Cornbread said, which I was like, oh God. Cornbread said, and what makes you feel like the judge didn't hear you speak? And everyone was like, what? <laughs> I was like, and I, in, in my mind, when she said, it, I thought it was, a communication thing in general, like in mm-hmm. general, I have a hard time communicating, but I think Cornbread was saying it more in terms of the competition, which she was like, well, in this competition, who hasn't been able to understand you? Which I can also yeah. understand because it's like, it's kind of like, and this is like, not to, not to cross compare, but this is, it, it reminded me heavily of, um, do you remember in season six when Laganda Stranja was talking about how she waited her entire life for her family to like recognize her and da da da. But Bianca was like, but you won't be doing drag for two years. So how could you even wait your entire life? For this uh, yes. So in my mind, I thought this is like, no one understands because I don't speak English, but Cameron was like, but who here has said they don't understand you? Like it was literally that a common is very me energy. Very. Which like, people get upset about stuff like that, but I'm like, I'm not, it's not to be a dick. It's, it's, mm-hmm. to, it's to be like, let's, let's take a step back and like, let's get back to the reality of the situation right now. Mm-hmm. Like you might have one storyline going on in your head, but from everyone else's perception, this might not be what's happening. Exactly. You know? Like what a part of like, you not speaking English, like has hindered you in this first episode. A lot That's of times it. it's like, it's, maybe not projection, but it, it is like, it's a, subconscious. Yeah. It's like, you think that that's what's going to happen. Yeah. So it, it's almost like, then you, you manifest that yeah. happening. And, and that's where I think, I think she was talking about in general being like, like an American citizen, like not yes, being able yes, to, yes. like, that's, that's how I interpreted I, it. That's how I interpreted it. But then I think Cornbread interpreted but who has said here, they don't understand you. <laughs> which is very, just like getting back at her for calling her allowed to call her ghetto, which is very funny to me, <laughs> which is very funny to me. Um, but no, I definitely think Cornbread is going to be the narrator this season. Big time, big time. Big. I like that. Um, I like that Cornbread gave Willow like. I like that they all had a moment with Willow as well. I'll mm-hmm. say that you know, uh, being in your late twenties, early thirties, that this is the first time you're learning a lesson about judging people. You should maybe get out more because mm-hmm. uh, they were all like, "You've taught me a lesson today about judging someone based on appearances." Hopefully yeah, that's like, not the first time you've learned that. Yeah, it was like um coming okay, on national well, television. Yeah. But I think it is nice that they were kind of like, hey, we we might have misjudged you. We might have been a little bit mean about those sandals. Like what you did out there was really was mm-hmm. really awesome and the judges loved you. Yeah, I know. It was it was and this is where I say the cornbread Bosco, because Cornbread was like, Yeah, girl, you got the best critiques out of everybody. And Bosco's like, mm, I didn't get any critiques. Not, no, this, she said, mm, not out of everybody. And Cornbread's like, no, even you too. And Bosco's like, I didn't get any critiques. I was like, because <laughs> it's such a subtle thing to like go back and forth. But like, that, it was very subtle, but I caught on to it. And I was like, mm, I can see a little, a little bit of friction. Mm-hmm. I can see it. So 
if you were to if you were to look at this first group of seven hoes, and I remember when we were talking about the Meet the Queens, we were talking about how when you're doing a split premiere and how last year it was the pork chop queen versus the regular queens. Even and I, I mentioned this before, and I was like, well, yes, there's a stratification between the pork chop queens and the non-pork chop queens, but even in seasons, um, even in season six, it was the first group of queens versus the second group of queens. Because we've and, been here for because we've been one here for day a day. <laughs> and then even for this, Alyssa said it. She's like, you girls are like my like, so I can already see it. They're gonna be like, it's the first girls versus the second girls. Like, I really hope uh, not because that's it's, it's so lame. lame. It's lame. It is. It's so it's it's manufactured because it doesn't make a difference. Like all you hoes are gonna go home either way. It doesn't matter if you were here first, second, um, or first. So the only thing that I could think of now that we're like talking it out mm-hmm. that I would argue against split premieres is that like depending on which girls get seated in which episode. That could totally, you know what I mean? That could totally, totally, you change out two or three girls in this episode and like Orion might still be here. True. I think you it know, definitely it, also. It is kind of like up to the luck of the draw or the luck of how the producers decide you're going to interact the best. <laughs> exactly. And I think that that is definitely because I, and I'm going to ask you this a little bit, but I think that a lot of the season's heavy hitters are in this group. And I don't know if that's purposefully or what the deal is with that. But like, if That's I were to word. think of my top three, all of them are in this group. Now, obviously I haven't seen the second group, but just like the reaction I got from them, which is like very visceral, like mm-hmm. for that, like they're in this group. So I wonder if they're like, Oh, well, we already know all the fan papers are going to be in group one. So let's go ahead and put them together. I mean, I can't even think of anyone that's in the other group right now. Literally <laughs> name one name. Angier appearance. Angier. Uh, <laughs> Who else is in the other group? Oh, Maddie Morphosis. Maddie Morphosis, Deja Sky, uh-huh. Lady Camden. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Uh Drag Historian. Uh I don't know. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. But like even even us saying those names, like, do I feel like I'm gonna fall in love with Maddie Morphosis and Lady Camden? Like, no, I don't think that. I think I'm gonna like Maddie. I think I'm gonna like Maddie, but do I think I'm like Maddie's gonna be a heavy hitter in the competition? Hell no. We'll see. Um, I liked one look. I liked one look out of the two. Uh, Which one was your... I liked the pink look. The one where he was covered pink? Yeah, the pink face look. Oh, yeah, yeah. As opposed to the... The scary, ooky, spooky, long hair. Whatever that that was. That was a hair. That was scary. Yeah, whatever Um, that was. So if you were to pick a final three from this group, who would you you pick? Or who are your Uh, top three? Cornbread, Bosco, and Willow. My three as well. Sweet. I, I feel well. like that's the consensus because like Twitter is is that's that's who's on everyone's lips right now. Mm-hmm. Is Willow Bosco mm-hmm. and um Cornbread. I don't think Bosco didn't come to play. Cornbread also did not come to play. I don't know about Willow, but I think Rue really likes Willow. Rue does really like Willow. So, and something I, I thought um, with this sort of what seems like it's harkening back to early seasons with a split premiere, with mm-hmm. the starting off with the photo shoot, with all of this kind of stuff, is like um, Bosco has, I think Bosco's got some jinx energy. 
obviously besides outside of being from Seattle, there's just like an energy to them. That's kind of like a little, a little sort of similar that it's like, are we going to crown another like Seattle weirdo again? Drag race kind of does like to like to go through cycles of how they tell their, you know, you can kind of break the, the canon of drag race up into every four or five seasons, kind of have a theme of how the show works and evolves. Okay. There's something about Bosco. I don't think she's leaving anytime soon. I don't think so either. For I me. hope not. Cause I really, really like her face. The way she paints is like something about it. It's like angular and the graphic eyebrow. Mm-hmm. She's got kind of like a long nose. You don't really notice it unless you ever see it point up a little bit, but she's got quite a long nose and it just looks really interesting. It is a very long nose. And also like, I do like her face as well. I have to admit something about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very something, um, very something sinister about it, which I mean, mm-hmm. the angled eyebrow is fine. But even if you took away the eyebrow, just like something about her energy is very sinister as well, which I don't know. Seattle sister. (laughs) I don't know. God. All right, Jaime, well, we've done it again. We've done it again. Did you take notes on what's happening next week? No, I didn't even look at the preview. I was kidding. It's part two. Oh, I thought you meant like took notes on like the... um, like, you know how they do the previews and things like that? Like, oh, Rue oh, looks like he's going to be mad next week. Like, oh, I, I didn't really either. Yeah. No, I didn't write that. I don't want to see their looks. I don't want to. I want to be surprised. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see you for the next round of Chicken Heads. Yes, for, we will. For the big opening number two. Number two. Oh, God. Okay. Well, we'll see you guys for the next one. All right. Bye. Bye. Adios. Okay. Au revoir. Come through. Come through, friends.